Welcome back to Jump Off a Cliff Podcast. I'm Michelle with Oni Media Group. And I'm Cassidy with Oregon Venture Realty. And um, we haven't talked in a while, and I've missed you, and I'm excited to see you again and talk. I know. It's another six-hour conversation we can have right now <laughs> to catch up. We're going to be like recording episode back-to-back-to-back because we can't squeeze all of our... <laughs> content into one 30 minute episode but yeah. that's that's i'm we're, good with that we're gonna have to go joe rogan soon and like record six hour podcasts i would love that <laughs> everybody said we keep telling every time we talk we're like why aren't we recording this right now and we really should be i don't think we've had a phone call where it's less than an hour maybe it's good that we just don't talk for a little bit because then every time we see each other we're like oh i gotta give you the dish <laughs> exactly what are you doing this weekend um, try not to be a loser and do something other than work. No, you know what? You be a loser and you work as hard as you can. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to go do something. I mean, I want to go to the coast, but... Oh, you it, should go to the coast. The I weather think, is not supposed to be that great. I think they just opened up the the Rose Garden again after it's been, like, closed for two years. Oh, like really? The, you know what I'm talking about? Like the, the, but I don't know if they're doing the festival lights. That's probably like during Christmas time. But there's like a rose garden up there that's so pretty and like all these people. I forgot like what it's called. Like where the playground is? Wait, which city are we talking about? Uh, I was thinking Brookings. <laughs> oh, I was thinking like, I don't know where this, I don't know where the place I'm talking about. I guess I just don't know what I'm talking about. I, it's, I forgot what it's called. It's like literally like in, it's like four hours away. So it wouldn't be Brookings, but. Oh, is it like um, Lincoln City? I don't or, think it, I, I think it's like, I, it must be Coos Bay. I think Coos, it's like, I think it's in Coos Bay. Okay, yeah. But it's a really beautiful garden and it's like, it, it, it's huge. And oh, they have all these fun. really pretty flowers, but I don't know what, it's February, so maybe nothing's in bloom. I don't know. <laughs> I love Brookings because I love going to Secret Beach. Have you been to Secret Beach? No. It's so cool. It's off Highway, Highway 101, like right between Brookings and Cold Beach. It's not so secret anymore. Everyone knows about it. But um, there's this little, trail that you walk down and it's this little cove that it almost looks like a tropical like beach really because it's like kind of sheltered by the wind yeah because it's in a cove yeah and so you don't have like the highlands on like harris beach and stuff and right. it's, it's so pretty that sounds nice i'm such a coast baby like i if my when when i make enough money in real estate i want to <laughs> buy an airbnb on the coast just so i can go i wanted to, that. to buy one of those whale's head cabins oh my gosh i was yeah. just talking to will about that not, recently like within the last couple of months he wants to buy one of those too but aren't, isn't the whale's head cabins isn't that lincoln city-ish um it's it's in brookings Col- more towards um gold beach maybe i am maybe i am thinking i think i'm thinking of the same place then because we were just up there recently it's really cool because i remember when i first looked down there were like 30 40 thousand dollars to buy a cabin oh now God. it's like two to three hundred thousand to buy <laughs> one of those cabins i'm like dang it i missed my opportunity because <laughs> it's basically like a mobile home park because right. you still have like a space rent and then i don't know how much it, it would be to charge for like the um like nightly rental fees yeah. and all that stuff. I don't know how much all that is, but it doesn't seem as worth it anymore, but... Oh, it'd be totally worth it to have it and just, yeah. like, play on the beach. I I have, um, I was, like, looking, because I'm, you know, love looking at Zillow. There was, like, the cutest, like, two 600-square-foot cottages on, like, one lot in, 
Lincoln City that were for sale. Ooh, okay. And I was like, and for like four fifty, it was like such a sweet deal. And I was oh, like, nice. oh my gosh, I want to buy one. And then we could just stay in this little cute little cottage when we go up there. Because I really do like Lincoln City. It's pretty fun up there. Well, it's crazy how much real estate is over there. Because, I mean, obviously I'm not a real estate agent on the coast. So I don't really, I'm not familiar with that market as much. But I feel like a few years ago you could have got a really nice property over there for four or five hundred thousand and i'm seeing a lot of like especially if it's right on the ocean like up to two three million dollars i totally blame airbnb and like books you actually books day hops one of the local companies here they're pretty awesome they uh they just they were in one of my network in action meetings last week and they were talking about like how um one of their testimonials was like yeah i was able to I can't even remember what the price was, but it was, like, they were able to sell their house for, like, $300,000 more because they started... It was Hyatt... There's, he had, like, Hyatt cabins or something that he was renting out as, like, an Airbnb. Oh, And they were able to sell the cabins for, like, $300,000 more than what they were originally going to sell it for, like, back in the day because the value went up so much because of the Airbnb. That's crazy. Yeah. I've shown a couple of those. Oh, they're, yeah. they're really nice. I would also get a, Hyatt, a cabin in Hyatt. Other than there's, like, no water in the lake but (laughs) (laughs) it's just land (laughs) it's pretty trees (laughs) hopefully this year will be better though we're actually getting snow this year we're supposed to be getting snow tonight oh i know i'm so done with winter (laughs) i have to i'm going to shasta this weekend and i'm like i hope my car can make it i don't (laughs) this be so fun i love shasta that's my favorite mountain i've never been there this will be my first time going so well we'll see we stayed in mcleod um last year when we were snowboarding and we had this little cabin mcleod and oh. it's such a cute little town. Somebody told me that the town was really, really cute there. So yeah. I'm excited to go tour that, too. So we'll see. But yeah. it's so funny. I've been an Oregon resident my entire life and so close to Shasta and <laughs> never been. It'll be <laughs> so fun for you, and especially if you guys are renting a cabin up there. Yeah, be- it'll be a lot of fun. We're, yeah. we're excited. It'll be like a good little family family trip. But So are you super busy at work? It's... It's crazy because we're, like, busy, but with interest rates how they are, we're not seeing as much action right now, especially it's, like, winter time, so usually we see a spring rush, um, but we've hired more agents. How many agents do you have? Um, we have, there's 11 of us, including Cindy and I. Oh, my gosh. So, You're at 11? Yeah. Last time I talked to you, you were at, I think you were at 9 last time I talked to you. Well, 11 of us, including Cindy and I. But well, then at that time it would have been seven, including yeah, you and Cindy. That's so true. That's, that's true. nuts, yeah. dude. That's nuts. And so, yeah, we're slowly but surely growing. And I guess not slowly because it's only been a year since we've been in there. So that's kind of fun. It feels like years, but then you're like, okay, I can't be too hard on myself or like expect more because I'm killing the game. I'm very and it's impatient. It's just been a year. <laughs> I'm very impatient. That's my problem. I'm like, well, I need to be making this amount of money in the first year and blah, 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 and doing all this and. I'm very impatient, so <laughs> I need to work on that. <laughs> I need to work on my patience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but all the agents, like, they seem to be doing pretty well, and they're getting listings, and, and you know, we had a, a week and a full of open houses last weekend, and they got a lot of buyer leads from that. and Which is crazy. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I know we talked about not wanting to, like, get into, like, the whole interest rate issue, yeah. but yeah. it's surprising that you guys got so many buyers interested with, like, how interest rates are. So that's that's actually pretty cool that yeah. you got so many leads. Right now, it's kind of nice, even with the more, the increase in interest rates, we were getting sellers to pay closing costs and, you know, accept offers under list price. So that's yeah. kind of a give so and take. Kind of, yeah, totally just yeah. kind of crosses that out. That's nice. Yeah. We're uh 
we've been really busy lately to the point where the office um, next to us just opened up, and so we're going to be so moving exciting. over. I I, I'm that. excited because now we'll have like a larger studio space to like work with our clients. So it's just more of like a okay, come to our studio. You know, we're ready to film. Blah 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 blah. It'll be it'll be nice to have the space, and then um, it'll be good to have another space for the videographer to like work in. It's been hard kind of crammed all into like this smaller space so we're just yeah. excited to just kind of move on and do that and I've been getting a lot of like new leads and clients I, I think it's kind of interesting because people are I'm having to sell videos less to people because yeah. it's just becoming something where it, it's like a norm to your business like you have yeah. marketing you have accounting you have business management and in marketing you have to have videos for your business everyone if you have a business no matter what kind of industry you're in you should have videos everywhere everywhere and if you're not doing it your competitors are you know so I'm I'm always like oh you're not doing video okay let's get started because you got to be on it <laughs> it was crazy because I even seen like people get famous on TikTok for having like a law firm or something that you wouldn't really think of ha- wanting to have videos yeah or like but you can make a video about anything yeah and people will listen to it if it's intriguing enough or entertaining enough yeah, one of my um, network in action friends, Matt Allen with Reverse Mortgage, he's just going to start doing a bunch of um, videos, like explaining like what a reverse mortgage is because there's such a, a bad awesome. stigma with it. And yeah. it's really like a really fantastic option for a lot of people that I just think over the time it's just been really, um, uh, I think there a lot of it has been like false falsely talked about like they don't mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know the facts about a reverse mortgage and then um, people just don't know about them so I think he's gonna start doing all this video content to like help educate people on on what it's about which is great I mean who I I know that I would rather watch video than like you know read Rune a news article yeah. or like you know try and like research it up myself I mean and it's with, right there yeah and with that like I feel like people are kind of fearful of what they don't know yeah and so if they are more educated on it they won't be as fearful of something like that it's crazy to think that just like even a couple minutes on a video would like give them that information mm-hmm. so it's pretty interesting to see like the spiking clients that I've been dealing with just because they're they're like, we need, we need it now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, you're, great. You're behind at this point if you're not doing video. Yeah. I had one client. It was so funny. Um, you know, we're all local and we're like in the Rogue Valley and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's very just small business community and I really love it here. And I had this one client that came in and he was so funny and I really like him and I can't wait to work with him again. <laughs> but I, he was talking to me and he was like, yeah, um, uh, I needed to record some audio and so we were recording some audio and I'm like man you sound really good like have you done this before like are you familiar with like being in front of a camera and stuff and he's like oh I've been in front of a camera my entire life what? and I'm like and I'm like oh anything that I know and he's like he's like well I've been you know in New York and LA and I've done like a, a bunch of stuff and I'm like well what have you done and he's like well I was a fashion model for Gucci and Tom what? Ford and blah 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 and I'm just like what are you doing here? <laughs> Why are you in the Rogue Valley? And then I, and then I, you know, at, at the end of our meeting, I was like, okay, some people are full of themselves yeah. and they just talk and, you know, and like, you know, but then I typed in his name and sure enough, like the first like research before he even like filled out his name on Google, he just like fills out everything like Tom That's Ford, so Gucci, funny. Lancome, everything. And I was like, God, it is so funny. The types of people that you can like bump into in the Valley that like want to work with you. It's really interesting. Well, it's crazy. Like the amount of like, 
celebrities that have lived in this area. It's not. I'm like, what brings you to, like, Medford and Grants Pass out of everywhere in the U.S.? Like, what brings you here? Like, welcome, and also why? Yeah. But I guess, like, we, like, I think because we grew up here, we kind of take it for granted. But so, we totally do. It's an awesome area. With, yeah. There's a lot to do outdoors, and... I think we take it for granted a lot. I just met with a, for our wedding videography uh, business, we did a trade show a couple weekends ago and we ended up meeting another videographer there and we were just kind of geeking out about camera gear and like projects (laughs) and stuff. And she was like, is it just not the best place to live? She's like, we are two hours away from every type of climate. Yeah, exactly. That's out there. Like we're close to deserts. We're close to the ocean. We're two hours away from the ocean. We're two hours away from the desert. Yeah. You know, there's mountains, trees, forests, lakes. I mean, she's like, what do you, she's like, we have it all here. And I'm like, you are so right. We just have the climate for everything. And I totally do. I I know, I know we take it for granted all the time. I don't appreciate until I I go somewhere else, like a different state or something. I'm like, oh, Oregon actually isn't that bad. (laughs) (laughs) I like, I had a layover and I don't remember what state it must have been Kansas or something, but we had to, our planes were delayed because of tornadoes. And I'm like, I have never once thought about tornadoes, (laughs) (laughs) like where I've lived. I can't, and it's like a legitimate fear and issue for places like in the Midwest. (laughs) It seems crazy. I remember one time we had, um, a family wedding this was years ago and their in-laws came for the wedding and they're from Montana and they came to Oregon they're like we're like oh how are you like in Oregon they're like well there's a lot of trees <laughs> I'm like what do you mean there's a lot of trees is that a bad thing are you getting too much oxygen <laughs> I'm like I'm like is there too much like not enough open space of nothing like <laughs> I'm like I love the trees Oh, they're so... I, I love yeah. Oregon. I love the trees. When we... We did a trip to Alaska one time, and I can't... I, like, can't remember, like, where... Like, I don't remember, like, where specifically in Alaska we were, but it was, like, in this really thick forest, and we were doing, like, a trail hike there, and oh, I yeah. remember, like, whispering to my husband, I'm like, God, it just smells so good. It's, like, sweet. Like, the air smells good. I just yeah. feel really good, and um, the 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 guide that was there he's like do you guys like feel feel different at all here and we're like what do you mean why and he's like there's so much trees like in this specific area that it's producing so much oxygen it's like one of the highest like oxygen producing places like in like the united states and so you're gonna feel like these types of things and it was so funny because i was like oh my god i was feeling it that's so much oxygen it was wonderful gotta love trees (laughs) i've never been to alaska i'd love to go up there oh you should go it's really beautiful i loved it i i would totally go back in a heart in a heartbeat (laughs) heartbreak (laughs) (laughs) um so i guess for today's topic like one of the you know, things about business that we don't really think about is how a business operates and the importance of systems and operations. And, um, you know, you're passionate about what you do. You know, for me, like, I love making videos, but, you know, running a business is a totally separate thing. So Mm -hmm. one of the things I had to get used to was writing down how my business is going to operate, whether or not it's the smallest tasks, you know, uploading, you know, footage from SD cards onto our high drive and how to organize that and how to file that but there's so many different ways and so many different things that need to be written down in your business in order to successfully run the business and for me like time blocking has been huge because and then even like going farther further out and like time blocking for the month because then owning a business like you have to like know 
to pay rent for right. that month and pay the bills on time and then also make sure the agents are being paid at closing right mm-hmm. on time and make sure like all these little things that are huge it's a huge deal but you just need to make sure that you have time blocked out because the last thing I wanted to do when I got into having my own business is being disorganized right I think that's your quickest way to fail in a business is being disorganized. Well, and working from experience from both of us, we both have worked for several different places that are mm-hmm. really disorganized. And yeah. I think part partially we've learned from their mistakes, but we're just over here like, wow. I, I mean, anything, anything that you do, I mean, mm-hmm. whether or not it's just like turning on your computer for the day to like start your email, everything needs yeah. to have a procedure. Like everything, yeah. the smallest thing has to have be written down for for somebody, you know, mm-hmm. because you're going to be teaching, you're going to be teaching your employees, your new onboarding employees, like how to do the work that you're doing. And then also eventually when you decide to close this business, you have to have it lined out, you know, for somebody who's going to be purchasing the company from you and, and running and operating it because you just, it's, it's part of the business. You have to do it. Well, that's what one of my favorite thing or quotes is like, if you are working in your business, you're not working on your business. Mm -hmm. And so you want to get to a point where you can have all your systems in place that you can continue to work on your business and everything else is flowing how it should. Yeah. You know, you, you shouldn't have to be there in order for the business to operate. Yeah. Like it should be self-sufficient. And that's hard because I am horrible (laughs) at delegating anything. And you can ask anyone in my family, any of my friends, anything (laughs) like I will not give you anything if I don't have to. And I've been working on that really a lot this year. (laughs) See, I I feel like I'm, I'm similar. Yeah. And then there's also things I, I have a really hard time, um, like when I'm instructing people, I can't get the words out, so I'm like, I'll just do it. Like yeah, I can't, I yeah. can't tell you how to do it. I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. And so that's like part of my controls. I like can't, like I can't give that up. And yeah. so I have to like write these things down. I have to take time, non just like I, I can't be distracted. I have to be by myself, and I have to like write these things down, just to be able to like <laughs> let some, just to be able to delegate work. That's yeah. the only way I can delegate work is if I have these systems in place, and then. You know, once we get bigger and if I was to have, like, a a videographer, like, lead, like, the entire production one of these days, they're going to have to, like, delegate themselves, too. And, like, have I set that up for them? I hope so. (laughs) You know, that's the point of this. (laughs) Well, it's hard, especially if you have, like, a new business. You want things run a certain way because you want to build a good reputation. Yeah. And so it's, like, kind of giving up your baby almost. Yeah. Like, when people are helping you. And I... I'm still struggling with that, and I need to ask for help more, I need to delegate things more, and that's my big lesson of the year, I think, is learning how to do that. (laughs) I had a, we were meeting new clients for, like, the wedding videography business, and Mm -hmm. I'm usually the one that goes and meets with the clients, and the videographer, she's fantastic, but she's usually more of, like, the vision part, like, after after contracts have been signed and negotiations have been done, and I just couldn't go to this meeting, and I was like oh my gosh, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, I'm booked. I can't go. And uh, she's like, well, I'll go. And I'm like, oh, okay, that'd be great. Also, I'm terrified, but she did so good. She booked us for like an event. She's awesome. incredible. And they loved her and they want to continue to talk to her. And I'm just like, oh, thank gosh. So I'm just like, <laughs> it, it's hard. It was, it was difficult for me, but it's, it's doable. And it, the fact that she was able to cover me totally like, relieved a lot of stress from that day and it's such a relief like you said like when they can cover you and then you realize that you don't have to do that 
You know, I don't ever, I don't ever yeah. have to worry about her doing that again. Yeah. Like, she can just go and do it now. And I that's feel. a huge weight. And it gives you can spend that much time on whatever else you need to do. Yep. And. Because it's not like that's the only thing that needs your attention right now. I mean, there's going to be thousands of things that need your attention. So at least yep. get rid of one of those things, you know? <laughs> yeah. The less things, like, even, like, bookkeeping and stuff like that, I thought I could do that by myself and I'll take it on. But I'm not a bookkeeper. And did you want to be? No. Right. Like, that is not, it's not fun for me. That's not something I'm good at. And so I hired a bookkeeper. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, it's costing you extra money, but you don't have to worry about it. And it's actually not really costing you as much because you'd be spending that much extra time on the bookkeeping. And not making yourself more money. Right. You know, you spend, you know, $200, you know, for like your bookkeeper for like a a quarterly statement or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then... You could have just, like, instead of, like, spending, like, 10 hours doing that or whatever, you're just, like, okay, now I can spend 10 hours, like, actually, like, selling real estate and, like, getting people Especially educated when on tax it. season rolls around, I can just hand, oh, them, hand my tax guy Could you imagine having that. to do our own taxes? Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, we could do it, but do we want to? No. <laughs> I don't want to worry about it. No, it's, like, your it. personal taxes and your business taxes and it's oh, just... Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And I've, like, finally this, like, because, you know, we're all learning. And this will be, like, <laughs> this will be, like, the first year where I'm, like, okay, I've done everything good. And I am I feel very confident. I already know what I'm getting back. And I haven't even taken any of my paperwork back to my tax consultant yet. And I'm, like, I already know. It's all good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you know, so, but it's good. It's And it's because I've been reading my own systems and operate, you know, in operations. And I've been following like what I'm trying to teach other people. So, yeah, that's you know, great. and if I was to like, I don't know, die tomorrow or something, <laughs> somebody would be able to take over the business and operate just fine. So yeah, I, I you know, it's there, <laughs> but it also, you know, it, when you're training people, you have to have those systems and operations in place because they mm-hmm. need something to refer to when you're working with them. And if yeah. you're not there, they have to have some sort of paperwork or something to be able to refer to. Well, it's funny. I remember one time I was working for family friends that wanted to open up a restaurant and they had me write my own systems and operations and they wanted me to write the the business plan part for like what I was doing in the business. And I'm like, you're my boss. <laughs> Why am I doing Why this? am I writing my own systems and operations? Oh, yeah. And it, it just kind of puts your does you don't have a lot of faith in your boss when they ask you that question (laughs) oh yeah I I remember the one of the places I worked at we were constantly like getting together and revising there was we were revising operations so much everybody just lost track of like what the real procedure was Mm -hmm. and that was horrible and I was just constantly we were chasing our own tails all the time oh we did this wrong oh did we do it right did we do it wrong I don't know next time I don't know you know well that was like one of our first things we did when we started the brokerage is do a policies and procedures manual smart and I've worked at other brokerages in the past where they didn't have that until like 10 years into the business wow and so it's just crazy to me that and you're supposed to have that You're supposed to have it when you start, man. Yeah. And then, like, it should be, like, looked at, you know, I say every quarter, but it could be sooner than that, depending on, like, where, what stage you're at in your growth, you know? Yeah. I I don't know, but it it needs to be, like, it needs to be there. The place that I was working at, they had their handbook in different spots, and different people had a different handbook. A different version of it. Nobody knew. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
nobody knew what was going on there. And um, I think it's just in the end, I think what's going to happen is if and when they ever decide to sell, it's going to be really difficult, you know, because they don't know how to pass it off. So Yeah, I can see that. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> if not already, I don't know. But uh, yeah, no, I, I love it. And then um, one thing that's also helped me with systems and procedures is you write out the steps and then I do like a visual chart, like flow chart of like how to, of operations oh, yeah. so that it's just like, okay, step one, you do this and then it's going to move on to step two. And it, you can like visually see like what phase in the project we're in oh, versus like just like reading like, like a, a handbook of steps. But that would apply for like, for my stuff. I don't know if it like would apply for other people, but it's been that we've been like phase one, like taking onboarding the client, they fill out this questionnaire, they do this. Okay. Once they've done, the, done this, we're moving on to phase two where they, where we schedule like the deposit payments and blah, 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 blah. So it's just been yeah. like nice to operate that way. Cause a lot of people are visual learners too. And having that visual aid with like the handbook has been helpful. Yeah. I think that's great. Or having some kind of like visual, cause I'm the same way. I don't, I don't take a, in as much information if I'm just reading it. I like yeah. to see things. Oh yeah. So one, a, a cute, uh, every time I'm like writing systems, um, uh, and procedures. I always think of like that kindergarten thing that we had to do when we were little, like, okay, I'm going to tell you how to build a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Take the bread oh, out, spread that. the jelly yeah. on the... <laughs> and the teacher had to follow it, and then you realize that you're... They're um, like, put the put the knife on top of the bread, and or put the peanut butter on the bread, and they just put the whole jar of peanut butter yeah. like, on top of the bread. <laughs> you're like, I thought I had this down. And it's funny because they, like, taught you to do that, and you're like, okay, whatever. And then, like, as an adult, you're, like, owning your own business. You're like, okay, where's the knife for the peanut butter at? And, like, what? It kind of sucks when you realize that people can't read your mind. Yeah. It's, it sucks. <laughs> and then it's and it's really common. And you think, like, the simplest thing that that is in your mind to do, Yeah, it's not simple when you try and explain it to them. So they, they need it to be, like, written down for them yeah. step by step so that they get it right. Leave no room for error. Yeah. that's It's it's so funny, like, because it, it still applies to us even though we're adults. Well, it's like, just because it's in your head doesn't mean it's in their head, like you yeah. said. And so it's going to be, yeah, not... <laughs> Not how you want it to be. No. You're not super specific. And that's like how to run a good business. You want, you know, whatever you need to get done, it needs to be it needs to be done in the same fashion each time. It needs to be repetitive so mm -hmm. that it's not just so, you know... Chaotic. Chaotic. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I totally value systems and operations, and they're totally a part of the business that, that needs to be focused on. And if you're not doing that, you will not last long. Nope. <laughs> There's no way. You cannot be successful without systems and operations, for sure. And you lose a lot of clients that way, too. No matter what industry you're in, if you're not organized and have the system and uh, procedures in place, you'll lose a lot of people because they either see that you're chaotic or you just lose in touch with them. And the first time you work with them, you set a, a certain level of expectations, and then once they're not operating to that expectation mm -hmm. because they don't know like what they're doing and they're not referring to a book that has operations, then right. you're really just... Um, missing the bar with what you've already set with your current clients. So you'll lose them. You know, it'll happen. Unprofessional. Very unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny. I'm, I feel happy that we got to experience all these poor businesses, you know, and like, the, like not poor, but like poorly managed businesses. Right. Just so that we can learn. And then 
I always think to myself, because there's, like, that self-doubt in me, I'm like, what am I doing? That's, like, poorly, like, not, you know, that somebody else from the outside would be like, wow, I can't believe they're doing that, you know? (laughs) It's it's funny, because you feel like you have everything in place, but then, like, as you go on, you realize that you can have even more systems in place, and you just keep adding to it, and it doesn't need to be done overnight, either. I think that's one of my problems, too, is I think everything needs to be done overnight, and if I just take the year or two years to really fine-tune everything, it's going to be so much better. I was really overwhelmed when I started writing my um, procedures at first, but uh, one thing, it was actually, like, somebody from TikTok was, like, outline everything and then, like, <laughs> you know, make the bullet points, and even though that seems so simple, it's, like, it was good to hear, and I was, like, okay, oh, that makes it so much easier that I can, like, outline and then fill in the blanks later on, yeah. and I yeah. just, that's, I've just been adding to the book ever since we yeah, got it. Yeah, that's a good way so. to do it. But, you know, that's just one of the things that it has to happen. I think people here in the community, we have a lot of local businesses that end up going up and under. And I think that one of those things, the systems and operations amongst, you know, mismanagement or people don't really realize that when they get into business, that they have to run a business and not just do what they love doing, that they end up failing. Yeah. And your employees see that. They can see that you're not organized. It's already hard enough to keep employees. Like Yeah. And as soon as employees like lose faith in you, then they're out, you know? They're done. Oh and, yeah. And and your clients too. So it's really important to have those systems in place. Yeah. Well now we're at twenty nine minutes, so <laughs> wrap it up. We wrap we are <laughs> wrapping it up. Well I think that's I think that's like a pretty good talk for today. And yeah, I guess it's super the, important. Well, have a good night. See you guys later.